Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I remind you folks, uh, although Leon Tailoring is great for the tailor and ready-made clothes, they also have a good career services division for your young person, because before you know it, they'll be out heading off for interviews, for jobs, or for internships this summer, and you want to make sure your young person looks their best. You guys have invested a lot of time and energy and money in that college education, now it's time for it to start paying off, and Leon Tailoring can help you do it. They'll make sure your young person is dressed right for the right job, so they can make that right first impression. You know, I'm important that is. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, check out their career services division. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. So Jim, is the forecast partly sunny or mostly cloudy? Well, it's 1.5 billion increase, but you know, it just shows us that the investments we've made in the past are paying off, putting us in a strong position. However, the rate of growth is slowing. That's one thing we want to keep an eye on. And also, as I said in committee the other day, um, the Medicaid uh, growth is, is really concerning. And then you heard about the FMAP coming off and the increase in our contribution, uh, some additional Medicaid uh, rate increases, all that. I'm, I'm still concerned about that. Does this, I mean, $1.5 billion is nice. I think definitely preferable to the opposite, but does it make this process a little harder with, I'm guessing, so many more people going to be asking for more money? <laughs> it always makes our job harder when there's more money because the more people asking. But, uh, but you know, we're just fortunate to be in that position. I mean, I, I mean, we can sit and say it's, it makes our job tougher, but I'd rather be in that position than some of the other states that don't have those opportunities. Funding for uh, Senate Bill 1, Senate Bill 4, can we expect either of those to increase? Um I think you'll you'll see you'll definitely see an increase in Senate Bill One. I mean, we said that in committee that we didn't we didn't fund that enough. Uh, Senate Bill Four, that's more than just the funding. I think you have a lot of members that just have some issues with the bill itself, um, so that'll be a tougher one probably to increase the funding. But I, I can definitely say you'll see increased funding in Senate Bill One. Uh, the talk the talk of the health funding was a lot about finding an alternative revenue source for that potentially, or at least for some of it. Does this much increase in general fund revenue make that less likely? Will it gives it us another option. I mean, we'll, we'll talk after this meeting probably, start talking about the, the cigarette tax, the 988, you know, different things that have been thrown out. But this does add a, another option. I'm very positive. I mean, Indiana's doing great. Our investments are, you know, showing the fruits of our, our labor, so to speak. And I'm very positive in the, in the coming few days on discussion. So what, is, what does this do for negotiations? Does it give you guys more to work with, more flexibility? Like well, it gives more flexibility, but we'll, we'll find a spot to land. How does this impact discussions over the voucher program? You know, that's always an ongoing discussion between the House and the Senate. It has been every year. You ask the same question every year. So it's the same as it has been in the past. We'll sit down and we'll talk our way through it. Any chance increase funding for the governor's workforce cabinet to be in line with the House budget? You know, that really didn't have anything to do with not having the funding. We just we couldn't get a real answer of what they wanted to use that money for on our side. We made a couple phone calls, and they couldn't really explain. Now, the other issue was they put the uh, Pokagon Compact money underneath the council, uh, the council as well, and, and we moved that around. So that was more of they're going to have to kind of justify what they're going to use their money for, not so much that we didn't have the money to give them. What do you see as the biggest outstanding issues between you, sorry, you and the House here in this last week or so? Um, 
the, the number one is always the education issues. You know, you mentioned the vouchers. Um, I, there's the tax cuts that they have. You know, we want to do Senate Bill 3 and, and do something uh, long-term. They want to do a short-term fix. And I think one thing that hasn't been mentioned is probably the property tax uh, uh, issues, and that's something Representative Thompson's been working on. Oh, yes. Same issues, I believe. Didn't include money uh, for trauma system improvements. Does this added revenue forecast money make you want to bring that back in the final version? Well, I think you're talking about that all has to do with Senate Bill 4. So what the House did, they did the 75 and the 150 million, and then they had, I believe, four line items underneath that that said of that, you know, this or certain amounts of money had to be used for. I think it was ambulances and there's some others. So when we met with Senator Kinley, and he said, if you're only going to give us the 75 and the 150, can you take away those dollar amounts to give us the flexibility? So those programs will still be considered in Senate Bill 4, but without the, the cap of the dollar amounts specifically to those uh, line items. So to give them more flexibility. Well, one, I want to thank the technical committee for all their hard efforts uh, again. Uh, I think it's a very positive report. I think it provides the capacity and the opportunity to uh, address a lot of priorities from both the House, the Senate, and the governor's budget. I do think that there's uh, uh, additional opportunities to look at some of the uh, questions about the itemized uh, you know, public health commission, uh, address the economic development and the education. So I think it's going to be uh, a pretty uh, uh, engaging discussion over the next week. Tell us any more about property taxes and how this might impact what well, you're I think there'll do. be discussion between ongoing has been between uh, myself and S Senator uh, Holman, and we'll find a spot to land in House Bill uh, 1499. We've got some ideas, but we'll find that in the next couple of days. You, you've mentioned concerns on the Senate side, especially on the Medicaid numbers increasing. Is there any solution needed to stop that? Well, one issue, I think I mentioned that's a $2 billion increase over the biennium, and we still have a lot of bills out there where members want to keep expanding it and adding more people to, to the program, and that's something we have to take a look at is, is how much do we really want to keep expanding, because once you do, um, it's ongoing. And so that's one of the, the biggest concerns I have is we just have to figure out the, the growth in the Medicaid. Is I think, there, I think one of the things, though, that the, the Senate and the House uh, have encouraged, and I think you heard today from the folks at FSSA, is the how to be more deliberate in the review of uh, provider rate increases. Instead of doing this, you know, ad hoc, one at a time, or whatever group is coming in, having a matrix and a timetable and indexing to look at that so all the provider groups actually know when they're up for uh, renewal, if you will, about their, uh, in review of their rates. What does this do for the... Uh Paid off teacher pensions. Well, I know you guys are a little different on. Well, we pretty much said that was in Senate Bill Two over the summer, so that that was a non-starter for us. We started with the, you know, the billion-dollar buy-down was was kind of automatic. That's because it was already in there. So we kind of looked at everything that was in Senate Bill Two over the summer and put that in our budget, and that was kind of our our starting point. There was not really any expansion of child care or more funding in either budget. You both expanded eligibility at different percentages. But, you know, is that something that we could possibly address now that we've got more funding than we thought we did? We did have a tax credit in there for employers that provide the child care. 
Um, but that's housing and, and when you talk to companies, housing and childcare are the two biggest issues right now. Um, so between 1005 that we funded in the budget and some of the tax credits, um, I think that's a good start. But yeah, those are the things we got to continue to look at. So how are you feeling for the next 10 days? Fired up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for Thank you. Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.